Hello and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Nipe, and it has been way, way too long. Oh my goodness. First of all, my voice is completely gone because it's starting to get cold out and I lost my voice at a retreat and then it just has not returned. So if I sound a little raspy, a little jazzy, that's why. So just ignore. Um, I love you guys so much and I've missed you. I'm so sorry for taking a hiatus out of nowhere. Um, I totally didn't plan for that. Um, life happened, school happened, and I was just not able to be on the pod as much as possible, as much as I would like to. Um, but lately I felt the Lord stirring for me to be back and pour into you guys and just share what I've learned this past season. I cannot believe it's late October. Like yesterday, it was August, literally yesterday. So that's legit insane. Um, yeah, I'm just so, so shook that it's been so long and life has happened so quickly yet so slowly and so much has happened in between now and when I last posted. So um, yeah, we're just going to get right into the episode. Today we're going to be talking about refinement. I know it's probably not a super sweet, fun topic. Um, it's actually one that I've been going through right now with the Lord and it's been hard. It has not been a fun time. So I wanted to start always with the song recommendation of the day. Upper Room has been releasing some new albums, and you knew I was going to talk about Upper Room. Don't even pretend that I wasn't going to talk about them, because I am. Um, they released Moments, Image 5, and Moments, Light 6. I honestly don't know how to, like, say those, because it's, like, Image 005, Light 006, and the, like, album covers look like they forgot to put an image in, lol, but all that to say, um, both albums have blessed me so, so much. They're literally, I mean, it's called Moments, because they're literally straight-up moments from the prayer room that they have going on all the time and it's literally just like spontaneous worship and just so so good um you saved me is one of my favorite songs from image five and show me your face from light six so good does abby gamboa happen to lead both of them yes am i obsessed with her maybe a little bit and her baby but that's beside the point um no but seriously i just think that her worship is so anointed and it just blessed me so much so if you want to literally be brought straight to the feet of jesus immediately listen to those two songs and yeah, I invite the Lord in. And speaking of that, we're going to go ahead and pray in. Dear Lord, I just thank you so, so much for the blessing and honor of knowing you and being able to just talk to you and talk about you. Lord, I just pray that this word would encourage people and that it would just draw them closer to your heart and reveal more of your heart for us. I pray that you would empower them this week to do exactly what you've called them to do, that they would be able to just um, be undistracted and unwavering in what they have to do this week, Lord, and that you'd be able to fill them with your love and your joy and your peace and your just everything, everything that you have to give us, Lord. We love you so, so much, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this is going to be kind of a quick word because... You know, it's been, it's something that is just short and sweet and something that I've been learning this past season and it's refinement. What is refinement per se? Um, Well, it is really pretty much the the process of being sanctified, the process of becoming holy and just kind of shedding off the things that um, are sinful and separate us from God and just drawing us closer to his heart and what he desires for us. Um, You might think of refinement as like, just like whittling down to the core of who you are and just getting rid of all the excess, getting rid of the distractions and yeah, just being made pure and holy. And 
when I think of like being a beer and holy, sometimes part of me thinks about like the legalism and the religion of my past or my like growing up going to a private Christian school and like being like, oh, we have to be holy. What even was holy? Like that like made me have a bad taste in my mouth. But something I'm realizing is how beautiful it is and how much I desire to be made holy because when you're made holy, that's how you're made whole. That was free. I just now thought of that one. That wasn't even <laughs> that wasn't even part of my notes. Um, no, but it really is true. The Lord desires us to be holy, not because he wants us to be like stuck up and like annoying and like prim and proper and like perfect because he knows that we're not going to be perfect because we're human beings. We have flesh. But refinement is such a beautiful process because when we're made holy, we're actually living in the fullness of what the Lord designed for us. We're not living in sin. We're not living in brokenness, but we're actually stepping into his portion for us. And how beautiful is that? Like, that's how we feel fulfilled. That's how we are full. That's how we get what we desire and um, our desires are aligned to his. I'm kind of rambling, but it's honestly just, this is just overflow of what I've been learning. Um, And it's been such a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to share it with you guys. There's a couple takeaways that I've learned about refinement. Number one, refinement is hard. It's hard. It sounds cute. It sounds fun. Like, oh, season refinement, like, woo. No, it is not, like, prim and... It's, like, not, like, this beautiful, like, wrapped up in a pretty package in a bow. It is hard. It's messy and it's difficult. It's frustrating. You feel like you're hitting walls. You feel like you're... Like, you just see your brokenness so much more. Um... This season of refinement for me has brought me to the feet of Jesus in such a different way because I'm almost just seeing how broken I am and seeing how much I need him. The biggest thing that I keep repeating to myself lately is like, Lord, thank you for this season of refinement because it's shown me my deep, deep need for you. Like it's literally surfacing deep, deep things inside of me that the Lord wants to wash out of me and it's not fun. Have you ever cleaned a pool filter? That thing is disgusting. There's like mold and weird like particles and weird like things and like dead frogs. And like, okay, I'm saying this and I've never cleaned a pool filter, but I've watched my brother clean my mom's pool filter (laughs) and it doesn't look fun because you literally have to like go in with like a pretty much like either a hose or a pressure washer and you're just like getting into the nitty gritty details and it's just like harsh and you feel like you're um, constantly like, it's the same thing as like cleaning out the gutters and um, cleaning out the gutter of your heart. That's really what refinement is. And it's dirty. It's messy. It's gross. It doesn't look fun. And it's not like a cute little fun thing. It's, it's deep cleaning and it's necessary though. Um, when I've been thinking about refinement, I've been thinking about this verse in Malachi that says, he will sit as refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. And I've heard this several times, but maybe you haven't. And I'm learning that the process of purifying silver to like get silver is a really difficult one. I am not a miner, so I can't sit here and like talk about like the refinement process like I know it, like because I don't because I've never refined anything before. But I used to think like, oh, refining silver, it's probably just like one of those little like mining things that you get to do on like in a tourist town where like you're given a little pack of rocks and then like you just like sift through all the bad stuff and you get like left with some jewels right like it's really fun no it's not that I don't know what I thought it was but it wasn't that this is process called copulation I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right but it's basically where you're um first of all you have to go in with like tools and machinery and get out like pounds and pounds of 
ore, I guess, or just like, it's like Minecraft, like you're mining and you're getting a bunch of stuff. Literally this, I sound so dumb right now. I'm so sorry, but you're basically getting a bunch of stuff. And from there, you honestly, the silver or the gold in it is like 0.01% of the actual like substance that you've gotten. Um, the compilation process involves, this is literally Google. I'm reading this straight from Google. It involves heating crushed ore on a porous bed of bone ash until it melts. The lead and other impurities are absorbed into the bone ash and the molten silver is drawn off. Silver is extracted from lead ores in large furnaces, a process called compilation. So literally, you're melting out a bunch of impurities and I just think this is a perfect reflection of what it looks like and what it feels like to be refined. You're literally under the highest heat so that impurities can be melted off of you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a little cute thing, um, and it's not. But it's so holy because the Lord wants to melt off those impurities in you. He doesn't want those on you anymore. And those impurities might be sin, but they might also just be like mindsets that we've had or things that have been holding us back, distractions, whatever that is. And I just think it's so beautiful that the Lord desires for us to be whole in that way. And he desires this for us. So that brings us to point two, which is we are constantly being sanctified. Once again, sanctification, refinement, they're all the same thing. And it's just the process of being made holy, the process of being made more like Jesus. I've been reading a lot in Ephesians lately and Ephesians 4 um, is talking a lot about this. It's not really like specifically talking about refinement, but I think the whole theme of it kind of goes along with it. And it says, so that we may no longer be like children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. I just love this because the beginning of it is talking about so that we may no longer be like children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. I just love that. Um, and I think when we aren't defined, or sorry, when we aren't refined and we aren't sanctified, that's what it's like. We're being tossed to and fro by our emotions, by our thoughts, by the things going on in our lives, by our distractions, by our sin. And it's frustrating. It really is because you're just like, dude, why is life hitting me left and right? But when we're allowing ourselves and giving ourselves over to the Lord to be sanctified, we're almost like, just laying those down at his feet over and over again and asking him to take them. And yeah, he's just able to shed off what's not from him and leave what is from him. And that's just so beautiful. We're getting the most pure form of him instead of it being diluted or um, added to by our own emotions, by our own subjectiveness, by our own um, duplicity. And that's a word that I learned from <laughs> the Upper Room <laughs> album. You'll listen to it. You'll listen to it. Anyways, um, and I loved this also. Later in Ephesians, it says, this is in verse 22, it says, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeliness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Once again, talking about putting off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt, like... This is, in our natural forms, that's who we are. We are, <laughs> we're deceitful, we're corrupt, and um, yeah, we have desires that aren't from the Lord, but when we are refined and when we are sanctified, we're being renewed in the spirit of your minds. And I love this because one of the big takeaways I had from this verse is that 
we can't do this by ourselves. Refinement doesn't just happen overnight and it doesn't just happen from our own strength. A lot of this refinement process for me has been happening with my counselor and I've been talking about it and I'm like, every time that she brings something up that like maybe we should address, maybe we should talk about, maybe I should, um, I don't know, quote unquote, like get better at or work on. Every single time I always say to myself like, oh, I'm going to work on that. Oh, I'm going to work on that. And she was like, Carly, like, let's take a moment, slow down. It's not you. Like, you don't have to work on this. Like, we can partner with the Lord in our healing This is, like, I'm just learning this, like, it's not up to us. We don't have to, like, strive in our own strength and, like, try really hard to, like, be better people or just to, like, do this for the sake of being a good person or do this for the sake of, like, being a healthy person. But the Lord wants this for us and he is already working for us in it. Like, he has already gone before us and he knows exactly um, what we're going through. He knows exactly, like, the, the mindsets, the thoughts that he is removing for us. It's not us, but it's him. And I think that's really refreshing because I can get really hard on myself and be like, oh, Carly, you just need to be better. You just need to literally like stop sucking. Like you just need to stop being a terrible human being. Um, I know I'm just super hard on myself, but the Lord is not hard on you. and He isn't putting pressure on you to be perfect. And it's okay if it looks messy because human nature is messy and the world is messy. And even the Bible is messy. Like there's no perfect people in the Bible. The Bible is full of stories of people who are being refined and who are very imperfect and need the Lord. So all that to say, just take the pressure off of yourself. Refinement is hard, but we are meant to do it alone. And that brings me into another sub point that I was thinking of is that refinement happens best in community. It happens best when we're able to just partner alongside people and have people lovingly call us out and share our convictions with them. This isn't even part of my notes, but I think about the verse that says like, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. For the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. And I just love, love, love that verse because it's so true. When we pray for each other and when we confess to each other, that makes all the difference. Because there's so many times that I will be going through something and I tell my friend. And then the minute that I've actually said it out loud, I'm like, wait, that's not that big of a deal. Or, hey, I'm actually noticing this. But because it's been in our head, we're like, it's so jumbled up and we're not even like able to see it as it actually is. So when you say it out loud, you're actually calling it out for what it is and you're able to see it in a different light. And I think that makes so much of a difference. So I just, yeah, I just highly, highly recommend, like, if you don't have those people, like, that can be the Lord for you. But it also, the Lord desires for us to be in community. In the book of Acts, it just talks about the early church and how they shared everything they had and daily numbers were being added to their, um, to those who were saved. And and they're just, like, sharing everything they have. And they're just, that is the desire That is God's desire for the church and for community. And so if you don't have that community, take that step and find it um, and pray for that because the Lord desires that for you. I know so much of my refinement season and the sanctification process would be so much harder if I didn't have people around me telling me and encouraging me and drawing me closer to the heart of the Lord and just, yeah, being the blessing for me and um, encouraging me, uplifting me when I feel discouraged Refinement is hard because you almost feel like you're seeing so much of your sin and you're hitting walls and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. Am I ever going to change? Am I ever going to be better? But when you're with people, it makes it so, so much easier. So partner alongside with the Lord in your healing, but also partner with each other in your healing. The third point that I was brought to when I was thinking about refinement is that refinement is proof that God loves us. The other day I was like praying in my prayer journal and I was like, "Ugh, this is so hard. 
this is a sad season for me. It's not even like this is like daily affecting my life. Like I'm like, oh, my mental mess and my issues and everything that's coming up is like daily affecting me. Like it's not really like a huge deal every single moment of the day, but it's almost like when you have a sick family member and you're like, you're not sick and you're not like with them while they're sick, but like just the thought that they're sick makes you sad. And that's kind of like how I would describe like this season that I've been in where I'm like, ugh, I just know that the Lord is doing something in my heart. I know that he's weeding out a bunch of dirty, messy, sinful things in my heart. And so that just the thought of that like makes me sad. It makes me like, I don't know, discouraged that like this is a lot to like think about, a lot to like process. And so, but something that I realized was like, oh my goodness, what an honor it is that the Lord wants to do this for me. He doesn't even like want this for him. It's not for him. It's for me so that I can be made holy, so that I can be righteous and then I can be more like him. Like, yes, we aren't made holy and righteous because of what we do, but already what's been done for us because of what Jesus did on the cross. But the second step to that is being with the Lord and abiding with him. And it's just so beautiful that like refinement is a reflection of that next step for us. Like, it's just so beautiful. Um, I think about Revelation 19 verse 7 through 8 that says, Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. This might seem kind of vague and weird, but um, because it's in the book of Revelation, it's sometimes a little bit um, obscure, but we are meant to be the bride of Christ. That is what he's called the church to be. And he's our bridegroom. And um, I was just talking to my mentor about um, Jewish wedding culture. <laughs> and yeah, I would look into that because it's so, so beautiful to see the reflection of how Jesus is our bridegroom and he desires for us to be pure and we're clothed in white. Like no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said, no matter where you've been, you are clothed in white. If you've accepted Jesus and called him your Lord and Savior, you are the bride of Christ made holy and righteous because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. And so I think it's just so, so beautiful that we get to be made white and bright and pure. Um, sorry, clothed in white, not made white. Um, LOL, he's not changing our race unless you are white. Okay, literally just ignore me anyways. Um, but all that to say, I think it's so, so beautiful. Um, and I wrote this in my journal. I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, this is literally like my prayer journal. So ignore if it's just like really messy but I literally said my thought this whole time has been lord why am I experiencing this why now this is so frustrating to be going through refinement this is hard but I see your gracious and loving hand this is what I prayed for to be prepared to be a bride you've refined me because you love me what an honor it is to be refined this is so intentional and loving and you are so good to me thank you Jesus and I just sorry, I'm putting my journal away, but I just, like, the other day, like, in this prayer journal, I was literally just overwhelmed with the revelation that he loves me enough to want to make me like him. He loves me enough not to leave me where I am, and that's his heart for all of us. Refinement is hard, and it's hard work, too, because you're partnering with the Lord in your healing, but it's beautiful, and it's good, and it's an honor. Like, I don't know how else to say that, but it's just like my heart is so like overwhelmed with joy that like, oh my gosh, he wants to make me beautiful and blameless and bright and pure. Like who else, who else would do that for me? Literally who else? You know what I mean? Um, All that to say, it's such a beautiful season. And so yeah, 
in this next period of your life, whether or not you're like currently experiencing this, like, like I said, we're all constantly being refined. And so just ask the Lord to reveal to you, like, is there an area in my heart that I'm not trusting you? Is there an area of my heart where you want to weed out, um, things that might be not from you? And something my mentor even said was she was prophesying over me and she was just saying like, some of our desires are good. They're not bad. Um, like the desire to be married is a good desire. The desire to have friends is a good desire. Um, the desire to like do well and like work hard is like a, a good desire, but some of those things might be rooted in flesh and rooted in fear. And so that's something the Lord is like kind of taking me through is like, okay, like, well, why do I want to be married? Is it because I just don't want to be alone? Cause that's, that's a fleshly root. And that's a, that's a fearful root that that's rooted in fear. And the Lord doesn't want that for me. And so, yeah, ask the Lord, like, Lord, is there a desire in my heart that like might be rooted in fear that might be rooted in something that's not from you? And he wants to purify that for you because he wants you to be whole. He wants us to be holy because he wants us to be whole. And so, yeah, I would just ask the Lord, be praying over that over this next season. Like, Lord, is there, um, is there something, is there something there? Um, he's a refiner and this is what it means when we ask like, Lord, I want to burn for you. I want like, set me on fire, Lord. Like that's what it is. And, and when we're on fire for Jesus, it's so easy to be caught up in the excitement of it, but it's a fire. Like we want him to burn away everything that's not from him so that we're just left with the things that are from him and the things that are of him. Um, refinement is difficult, but it's worth it. And yeah, it's so, so worth it because he wants us to have the fruit of this. If you know me at all, you know that I love ramen. I know that might seem a little coincidental, but um, no, I love, love, love ramen. And um, it sounds really silly, but the process for making ramen is actually a very labor-intensive one. Um, there are ramen bowls that take like literally 24 hours to make. It's not just like a one-minute pack from for 50 cents at the grocery store. It's like literally 24 full hours. Um, and as you're making the ramen broth, like if you've ever had authentic ramen, you know, the broth is thick and rich and like so, oh, it's literally so good and it's like so savory. Um, anyways, but something that I'm, I've learned in my like process of like learning about ramen is that as you're boiling the bones and the veggies that make a broth, whatever that broth might be, um, it's actually, first of all, it takes hours. Like most of the time they tell you to like boil it overnight um and in that process um impurities and like fat and like all the gross stuff from like the bones and the meat actually rise to the top and you have to like consistently scrape that off and obviously this is a really silly example but I think it's just a beautiful picture of like we have to be boiled for hours like refinement doesn't happen overnight it happens over a long period of time and it happens throughout our entire lives like we are never refined until we're perfect until heaven um but it's just such a beautiful process that like Jesus is slowly but surely scraping off the impurities that are rising to the top and then you're left with this beautiful decadent amazing umami savory rich broth that is so flavorful and so amazing but it had to go through the process of being boiled and um being refined <laughs> lol and being reduced to become what it is. And so, yeah, I don't know. That just kind of popped in my head. I've seen in my own life, like, um, when I'm feeling convicted about something, like, that sucks. The feeling of, um, like, feeling called out for your sin is, like, not a fun one because you're like, oof, like, I know I just... I know I just made a bad decision or I know I just did something that I probably shouldn't have and that's not a fun feeling to have, but it's so worth it in the end. And that's literally, like, what... Um, 
the theme verse for this whole episode is what I was thinking about is Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Um, I've seen this in my own life. Um, I remember there was a season where the Lord was really, really strong on my convictions. It was like down to not wearing jean shorts anymore. And this was like in high school when I was wearing really short jean shorts. Um, but it was like slowly but surely he was um, almost so, so lovingly asking for my yes in things. Like it started with not wearing jean shorts and then it became not watching certain shows and then it became not listening to secular music and then it became not cursing anymore and then it became working on my thought life. Like, and all that to say, he doesn't like dump a bunch of stuff on us. He wants us and he walks with us in it and he's such a gentleman. He's so sweet. He's so patient with us and there's so much grace for you. Um, because in that, he wasn't like, all right, Carly, here's a list of everything you need to fix. You need to stop cussing. You need to stop wearing this. You need to stop watching that. Like, it was like a slowly but surely he was revealing things to me. And then I would say one yes to that, one yes to the next thing, one yes to the next thing. And that's the beauty of refinement. And that's the big reminder I want to give you guys at the end of this is that there's so much grace for you in this season. Like, everyone, I just want everyone to take a deep breath. Like, right now, let's just inhale, exhale because you're trying your best. You really are. You're doing the best you can and that's okay. And there's so, so much grace for you. And if you're not perfect, that's okay. It doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be completely like devoid of mess. We are messy. So give yourself grace. The Lord is giving you grace. He's not putting pressure on you. And all this to say, like he refines you because he loves you. So that's pretty much it. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, thank you so, so much for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you that it's your loving kindness that calls us to repentance. And I just pray over this next season, Lord, that you would reveal to us what isn't from you and what you want for us. Um, Lord, before asking like what you want for certain situations in our lives, we just want to ask you what you want. What do you want for me? What do you want for the listener right now? Um, that you would reveal that to us. Lord, we know we can hear your voice, and so I trust that you would reveal that to us and that we'd be able to step into that wholeheartedly and not hold back. Thank you that we don't walk in this alone, but that you call us to just stand and pray and stand firm in you, Lord, that we aren't meant to fight, that we're not meant to battle alone, but we're just sitting and leaning back on you and you're already fighting our battles for us and you've already won the victory, Lord. So I thank you. I thank you that you've called us into refinement. I thank you that you've called us into holiness because holiness leads to being whole. We love you so, so much, Jesus. And it's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for being amazing. Um, I've missed you all so much. And I hope that this week is a blessing for you. If you aren't already, follow me on Instagram at KGNipe or at Already Loved Podcast. Um, yeah, I love you guys. I will see you at some point, maybe next week, maybe next month. I don't know, but hopefully soon. Um, I'm really, really feeling a stir to be back on this consistently. So um, hopefully I will be seeing you guys more often. And I love you so much. If you liked this episode, share it on social media, share it with a friend. Love you. Have a good one. Peace out.